Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, things relaxing this weekend just a little bit, uh, including uh, we're going to talk to uh, the mayor of Hamilton a little later on about the parks uh, opening up for you to go in, not the facilities, not gathering, none of that, but a slowly loosening of the rules. Also involved in this, uh, retailers allowed to open up who have a separate entrance, which would, uh, I guess, uh, include everything except malls, that sort of thing. To talk more about all of this and see how the local businesses in BIA are dealing with all of this, let's bring in Tracy McKinnon, executive director for the downtown Stony Creek and Westdale Village BIAs. And she is with us now. Tracy, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, Scott, for having me on. It's great. So you're sort of bookending the city here. This is perfect. Bookending the city. King Street East, King Street West, Extreme Ends. Yes. So this news that's come out for this weekend, how does this help? How are uh, the local businesses coping with this and getting ready for the weekend? Okay, so it's certainly uh, a baby step in the right direction, which we quite appreciate. Um, it will help some of our businesses uh, out because now they will be able to actually bring their customers right to their store. And instead of incurring the cost of delivery and the time of delivery, they can now offer curbside pickup, which will be far more helpful for the business owner as well as the owner. And it almost brings us back to the way times used to be. So in many of these downtowns, for mm. instance, Westdale, this was built as sort of a walkable place. So where you used to just pick up the phone and call and order something, it's very similar now. You can now pick up the phone, call and order, and walk over and pick it up. Um, same with downtown Stony Creek. It's the small little villages. It's almost going back to what it used to be, where you used to have great customer service, you knew the owner, you can call and order something and get it right away. And it's almost like we're just stepping back to that. And both- do, you think this will re- do you think this will reset people's mindset when it comes to local uh, businesses and such? Absolutely. We've already seen that now. There's, there's sort of a support local business uh, campaigns that are going on. We've been running some on social media as well, where people are actually recognizing that the small business in your neighborhood is so vital. It's vital to the, the health of the neighborhood. It's vital to your property values. If you have a strong and vibrant commercial area in your neighborhood, your housing value is worth much more. Uh, the walkability factor, especially in Westdale, it, it, it's at 90, the highest is it, of anywhere in the city. So people are actually recognizing the need um, and and sort of back to what it used to be. And it's it's much easier than purchasing something at Amazon.com, .ca, whatever it is. Um, now you don't really know who who the retailer is, where it's mm. coming from, until it actually gets on your doorstep. What did you order? What is it? Does it fit? Et cetera. Now you can get it right walk over and it's, it's right here and you know who the owner is you know you're supporting a, a local business usually a local family those businesses in turn have been for years supporting um, local events you know charity events etc and so now it's the turn for the, the community to come back and, and support and know that your products are local often made in Hamilton it employs local people it employs your neighbor it keeps you know food on the table for a Hamilton family which is great We've talked about many times on the show how this is going to change life post-COVID-19 and what businesses in, in virtually every aspect, every industry are going to change coming out the other end of this. Can you see stuff like that happening at the local level with the BIA? Absolutely. So we've already seen many businesses having to quickly adapt to sort of the digital world. Um, but we're, we're luckily in, in our BIs, we're, we're set up for this. We're set up for curbside pickup. We have parking right out front our doors. We have small storefronts that you can just, the owner can walk right out and, and deliver the goods right away. 
Um, we had a program last year with um, Digital Main Street, it was called, where we helped all of our businesses and gave them a $2,500 grant to set up digitally. So many of our small businesses were able to set up online that they would not have been otherwise able to. And so some of them are, are now quite ready and adapting quite well to the new reality. What are the biggest challenges heading into this new era for a small business? Biggest challenges are sort of the unknown. So, so especially for restaurants, many of the restaurants, their businesses are down 85%. Like that's a big hit. Oftentimes, it's just the owner who's in working, um, trying to pay the rent and and pay the bills just to keep things keep things afloat. So, it's sort of the unknown. What are the dates? When can people open? Uh, what are going to be the new requirements? Uh, you know, do you need some PPE? Do you need a mask? Not driving in your car, but if you're serving customers, do you need that? Like exactly, it's more the unknown. When and what can happen? And that's sort of the biggest, um, the biggest issue for us right now. What message do you want to pass to Hamiltonians for this weekend? Oh, please continue to support your local small businesses. And you are able to do so virtually very easily. And... Um, the, uh, the best thing you can do um, is order directly from uh, the businesses and the restaurants. Curbside will be available for retail next week. Even even when doing delivery, it's so much better to uh, pick up from the restaurants even so they don't have the huge cost of Uber Eats and Skip, which are keeping them afloat now, which is great. But uh, support your local small business is great. Well said. Tracy McKinnon with us, Executive Director for the Downtown Stony Creek and Westdale Village BIA. And again, as of Monday, uh, curbside uh, delivery pickup, uh, sorry, pickup uh, available if they have a separate entrance. So that's going to be a first stage for all the small businesses. Get out and support them. Tracy, thanks for the time. Good luck with this. Be well. Thank you, Scott. Be safe and be well. We thank you for your time. Have a great day. Uh, we're also hearing great news from the city of Hamilton in regard to the Waterfront Trail. To talk more about all of this, Mayor Fred Eisenberger is with the city of Hamilton, and he's on the line now. Mayor, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Hope you're doing well. Doing well, Scott. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing fine, thank you. So, information uh, here. Tell us what is open. Well, so we announced today, as of tomorrow, the uh, the waterfront trails and parking lots will be open, both uh, the Bayfront Trail and the uh, the Lake Ontario Trail. Uh, the, so up until now, you know, the parks have been open, but the parking lots have not. So we, we've encouraged people that were, you know, living locally, let's say in the McQuestan Park, to, uh, you know, walk there, but no, don't drive there. Well, now you can drive there, and uh, but uh, at the same time, we're asking you to be smart about this and Make sure that you're maintaining two meter or six six feet uh, physical distancing, and uh, take all the protections precautions that you would normally take uh, when you're out in the community at large or at the grocery store, and uh, keep doing that as long as that virus is out there. So I'm delighted to say, folks, get out there and enjoy the uh, great outdoors, and everybody wants to be at the waterfront, and uh, that's been a a challenge. And uh, I'm going to be going there myself because I'm, uh, you know, it's my favorite place to be. But we need to make sure that we, we put uh, the, the, the appropriate precautions in place. So maintain that physical distancing. Don't get into crowds. Uh, crowds of uh, or people, uh, families of five or less can go and picnic. Anything more than that, uh, you're, you're going to get some. You're going to have some problems. Uh, and it's all about still, you know, getting relaxing some of the rules, but 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 giving people a sense that this virus is still very much out there, and you need to be protective in terms of how you do this. Why is this happening now? What goes into the uh, this decision process, Mayor? 
Well, it's the, the public health has, uh, and, and the province, in fact, both public health divisions have said that the, the doubling time for the virus community spread has, uh, has significantly elongated. So it's, it's not happening as quickly as it happened before. Uh, I think we're in Hamilton, we're like 50 days if you do the data calculation. So there's a sense that, uh, that uh, you know, things can relax a little bit. There's also a sense that people understand the, the rationale around why they need to maintain that physical distance. So earlier on, we had to educate people, and, uh, and the, the best way to do that was to prevent people from having that intimate contact to stop the spread. And at the same time, uh, do a full closure so people would come to understand that, that this is the kind of environment that we may need to uh, go to should this virus continue to spread into the future. And so I think those lessons have been learned. I think the public at large understands why this was important. They also understand that even though things are opening up, it's not the same old, same old. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, organize a pic- picnic of 10 people at the park and uh, have them gathered up from all different sectors of the city. The potential of, uh, you know, a virus spread increases exponentially when that happens. So limit the, uh, the numbers to five and under, uh, hopefully all in one family, and, uh, and maintain that physical, uh, physical distancing so that uh, we cannot lose all the good ground that we've gained uh, by virtually of shutting down just about everything that we have uh, other than grocery stores and pharmacies. So I, I think uh, progress has been made, and I think at some point uh, people need to uh, b- build this into their daily lives for you know, certainly the next long while. So maybe it's uh, better to attack as well what isn't open yet, because obviously the trails open, the waterfront trail, the parks are open, but those facilities are still closed. Like for example, Albion Falls is closed. So, so maybe we should go at it from that angle as well. Where can we stop here? Yeah, let me let me add let me add that the uh, conservation authorities also announced that they're opening up their trails as well, uh, but the facilities. So by virtue of the provincial order, all the play structures, tennis courts. Golf courses still, uh, swings, uh, you know, all the facilities and amenities that are on the park itself uh, are all still closed. So the park is open. Mm-hmm. The trails are open. Parking lots are open. People can get access to these locations. But all the amenities in the park are closed. And that not, is not because of the city's order. It's because of the provincial order. And uh, the moment with the province uh, it g- gives us an indication that we can relax that too, of course we will. But that hasn't happened yet. So as of, as of now... You can uh, you can enjoy all of these facilities, but the bathrooms will not be open uh, at the waterfront trail. Just be aware of that. Uh, nor nor will they be at the Queston Park, Albion Falls, and uh, Devil's Punch Bowl, and some of the other you know high traffic locations that have been problems prior to the pandemic, uh, and still even even now uh, are still closed. And those parking lots will remain closed. And that is because we we are attracting an awful lot of people from out of town. To come to these locations that was happening before and it's still happening now uh, we want to prevent that kind of uh, group gathering and so uh, those locations are going to remain closed until such time as uh, as we get another order from the province saying we can relax those two so what are you anticipating this weekend any chatter with the bylaw people uh you know i mean this could go all very well as planned or who knows it might get out of hand what are you anticipating here uh now i guess the good thing sort of is it's kind of cooler uh this weekend but but are you anticipating more uh, action from bylaw and such because they're they've got to monitor this now uh, I, I think they're going to monitor, and you know they're not going to be you know visiting every site uh, to see if if people are you know doing what they're they're asked to do. So far, the lion's share of the, the population has done exactly what we've asked them to do. Uh, 
I have, I see no reason why that won't continue. Uh, they've been uh, very understanding of why this is necessary. Most of the people, I mean, there are always a few that say the heck with it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to bother. And those are the folks that, uh, you know, are, are potentially putting themselves or others at risk. So, I, I, I expect that the population at large will be uh, very happy to get access to these trails again, especially the waterfront trails and the bayfront trail and the uh, Conservation Authority trail. But be smart about it, and I think they know why that's important. Uh, it's important because the virus is still very much out there, and one, one can have no symptoms at all and still be a carrier of this virus. So if, if intimate contact with anyone outside of your family is going to be a particular challenge, and, and that then can lead to you know, a further spread in our community. So, so far, people have been going to the grocery stores, and things have worked out all right. Physical separation has uh, worked out just fine at the pharmacies. Uh, people are doing exactly what they're asked to do. I, I have no doubt that they will do exactly what uh, what is required to protect themselves and to protect others. And that's really what it's all about at the end of the day, self-protection. And I would say to, to, to older folks that are, uh, you know, more susceptible to this, uh, you might want to think about uh, whether you do go there at all. Uh, if you have underlying health issues, it's probably a no-go for you. Don't take the chance. Uh, and, and for those that are healthy and well, just maintain that physical separation. Wash your hands before. Wash your hands after, uh, to ensure that we're not uh, we're not uh, in any way, shape, or form spreading that virus to anyone else, or or sharing sharing it with anyone else, or, or having it shared with us. And so, um, I think people will get that. I think uh, our bylaw will be out there, but they're not. Uh, you know, they're looking for compliance. They're not looking to to issue fines. And only the most, uh, you know, egregious and belligerent ones uh, are the ones that uh, that end up with a fine in their pockets. And, and there's no reason for that. Uh, you know, most people are quite understanding and uh, sometimes just forget and just need to be reminded. Another big day for small business on Monday when uh, those with separate entrances get to open up for curbside pickup and such. How important is that, especially to uh, the the businesses in the inner city and such? This must be great news. I would think so. And you know what? Uh, for them, I mean, it's been an ongoing challenge as we go. I think many many of the businesses uh, might have been, uh, you know, doing some some online sales as it is. And so uh, this is just a step in the right direction. It's not a full opening. It doesn't allow, the, you know, for people to get into the store and, uh, you know, shop around as they normally would. But people can order and people can pick up. And I think that's a, 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 a good sign that uh, that things are trending the right way and at some point, that, uh, you know, the rules will relax even more when we get to the different phases. That allows people in a safe way to to get access to, to their favorite stores in, in our community. Having said that, you know, all of those locations, and I think this is why this is happening, are going to have to prepare for protective equipment and protective shields at the cash registers, not unlike what they're doing at the grocery store or the pharmacy. They're going to have to prepare for customers that uh, need to maintain spatial separation, so limited amount of people inside the building at any one time. And waiting outside might happen as well in terms of uh, if there's too many people that they have to maintain that physical separation outside. So I think those are all realities with what, uh, what opening stores down the road looks like, but uh, this is certainly a good beginning. Mayor Fred Eisenberger has been with us, Mayor for the City of Hamilton, and good news, the parks are opening up this weekend, Hamilton Waterfront Trail is opening, but a reminder, uh, those facilities within them are still closed and social distancing still a must. Mayor Fred, thank you so much for the time, have a great weekend. 
You too, Scott, and a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Dr. Bart Harvey, Associate Medical Officer of Health for the City, with us now. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Doctor. Much appreciated. Hope you're doing well. I am, and I hope you are, Scott. It's great to talk with you again. So a lot of people concerned, and I'm sure you're going to get the next, uh, the same questions next weekend as a long weekend rolls around, but with Mother's Day coming, uh, it's pretty much status quo, isn't it, Bart? What do we do here? <laughs> we be as careful and cautious as we can, and we think about ourselves, but we think about others, especially our loved ones, especially our mothers. So, you know, I, I to tell you the truth, um, because I'll go back one holiday. We had Easter weekend that we uh, we dealt mm-hmm. with too, Scott. And kind of my impression, and uh, you know, I don't think I was misled, but my impression was I, I think I think folks did well with Easter weekend and kind of heeded the notion of um, and and I always knew you had a very astute listenership, and now I have evidence to that point. So I, I now going forward, uh, it'll be two meters or seven feet that I'm going to use from now on. <laughs> there I've you go. Just, just round it I'm, up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to round it up because for all the reasons that you alluded to. So I, I think, you know, the notion is certainly close family that we're already in regular contact with. Um, we stay in contact with them. Um, you know, Mothers, by definition, are older than than we are. So, um, and we know that kind of, you know, older folks, if they, you know, the challenge of taking on this virus assumes that your your health and well being is in good shape, so that you can fight off this virus. So, you know, you don't want to run the risk that, um, you know, if your mother, you're, you know, on Sunday shouldn't be the day that your mother is being exposed to a whole bunch of people that she hasn't been exposed to over the last, you know, four, six, eight weeks. Um, and, you know, doctor, I think you bring up, I think you bring up a valid point here, doctor, in, in the sense that you said, if you are already in contact with your mother, then that's fine as part of your uh, family situation. But if you have not been in contact with your mother, this is not the time to do it. Is that accurate? Yeah. Cause we're, you know, I mean, the, so you know, the family where son or daughter and his or her family and, and mom is living with them and has been living with them all the way through, sure. they're, they're already all exposed to one another. Now, the extra pressure on all of those family members is when you go out, you need to be really careful about, you know, your, your two meters or seven feet because you don't want to get infected and then come home and run the risk of, infecting your mother or your grandmother. So there's that added pressure there. The people who we've been in regular contact with, like we're already in regular contact. You're hoping that all those people are being really safe because we're coming together on a regular basis. But, you know, no big family gatherings. I mean, do it by Zoom. Um, and we just need to, you know, we're, we're seeing the positive effects of everybody's great efforts of, um, of physical distancing and limiting interactions. You know, as, as I think I mentioned to you the first time, we, for me, job one is how do we reduce, ideally eliminate the transmission of this virus? And again, the virus isn't an Olympian. It can't jump more than seven feet or more than two meters. So if you're outside of that, you could have a lovely conversation with somebody who you know is infected. The virus can't get there, but you don't want to get that close. So... I think for Mother's Day, give her a phone call, 
do some FaceTiming, get on Zoom, um, you know. So, but but this shouldn't be this this shouldn't be, and next week shouldn't be an opportunity for us to give the virus lots of extra opportunities to uh, find a whole bunch more susceptible hosts and and infect them. Let's keep doing what we're we're doing, and we're gonna you know we're gonna see some relaxation on abilities to get out and use some of the spaces. But again, it's under the same premise. Like, don't congregate together. Maintain that seven-foot safety zone, that two-meter safety zone, so that we can continue to decrease the risk of the virus being transmitted. Uh, we were talking to Mayor Fred Eisenberger earlier. He was talking about, of course, the opening of the Waterfront Trail and uh, the parks, although the facilities within the parks are still closed. That's, as you mentioned, those guidelines still in place. However, you are now free to roam through them. How concerned are you of that moving forward? I'm not. I mean, I, I trust people that they understand uh, what's being asked of them, why it's being asked of them. I mean, it's quite clear that it's happening. Um, one of the town halls, which is probably six or eight weeks ago, uh, when I was uh, when I was playing, when the understudy got called in, um, I remember Mike Fortune asked me the question. So, so if you're a close contact of a case and you're in self isolation, can you go out for a walk? And I said, Yeah, absolutely. Like. Physical activity and mental health and fresh air are all important things, but stay away from other people. Maintain that seven-foot safety zone. Protect your own and respect others. So, yeah, go for a walk. Don't go for a walk with 20 people that you've never interacted with. Stay clear of other people. You know, enjoy that walk and then, you know, get back home. So, Scott, I have to trust that people kind of understand what's being asked of them and when they go out and enjoy the waterfront trail or the parks or that, that they're going to continue to be cognizant of, you know, staying safe distances, the, you know, the, the um, physical distancing to make it much more difficult for this virus to spread from one person to another. Dr. Bart Harvey has been with his Associate Medical Officer of Health for the City. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for the time and insight as always, and please pass along our thanks and, uh, and appreciation for everybody that's working so hard to keep us all safe here. And have yourself a safe weekend, too. Be well. If you have been out on the road and driving around in many situations, it looks like a ghost town out there. Uh, and uh, with with crime and such, some crime, I guess, has gone down, but others has gone have gone up uh, simply because uh, in some situations with speeding and such, there's a lot of wide open road out there right now. So let's bring in a staff sergeant, Dave Pigeon, Hamilton Police Service, uh, and talk about uh, a new project called Project Recalibrate. And he is with us now. Dave, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me. So we have heard that some crime has gone down and some crime has gone up. Obviously, situations with road offenses and some wide open space has, has meant there's a few more speeders out there. Is that accurate? Yeah, that that's correct, Scott. Uh, I mean, uh, due to the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic and the stay-at-home order, uh, you hit the nail on the head. We have seen less uh, vehicular traffic on the roadway. Um, but that has created uh, some problems, and as a result, uh, we've had to initiate our uh, pop project recalibrate to uh, try and slow the speeds down uh, on our roadways. Um, we noticed uh, that the police service had noticed that speeds had increased uh, because of uh, less ve- vehicles on the road. 
we started receiving uh, complaints uh, from the public uh, through various means, through the counselors and aggressive hotline. Uh, and also we uh, have seen a lot of media attention in other areas as well as a result of uh, increase in speeds, especially uh, stunt driving. So we uh, did look into some of the statistics that we keep uh, uh, regarding uh, driving uh, behaviors, and we did see an increase in stunt driving in our, our area. So it was uh, prudent that we uh, brought forward this project and initiated to for public safety the key message to slow people down. Do you find it fascinating that although, the and as I use the word ghost town, although there's less people on the road, that some think that that means nobody is watching them? I mean, you, you kind of stand out when there's no one else on the road. Yeah, and it and it's funny you say that with you know you think no one's watching, but we've seen uh, a large increase in the volume of calls that we've got uh, through our aggressive uh, hotline, uh, complaining about different areas within the city uh, where people are are driving fast and and stunting. Uh, unfortunately, um, they're right. I mean, as of as of four days into the project. We've uh, we've actually pulled over uh, 10 people for stunting, and as a result, laid uh, 20 uh, different charges in relation to those stunt drivers. But again, unfortunately, we've had to issue 208 uh, provincial offenses notice for speeding, with the average speed up around 35 kilometers an hour over the speed limit. Wow. Uh, so, what is Project Recalibrate? How is this different from something else that you would do? Uh, well, what this is doing is it's uh, bringing like an all-hands-on-deck approach to uh, tackle uh, the problem of speeding on our roadway. So we've actually um, have our uh, officers in our support service uh, division coming together with uh, our divisional safety officers, and they're targeting uh, different areas when all the divisions and doing um radar, LIDAR enforcement um, in a relay-style approach. So they'll have one officer who's working the actual unit, and then the other uh, officers can actually go out and and chase uh, people down. Um, And again, uh, it's unfortunate that we have to say we've been very effective in doing it. Uh, Obviously, the message hasn't uh, come across yet, but we're we're hoping with uh, doing this and uh, the public awareness campaigns that we're doing, that people will get the message and slow down. Uh, there's been situations in other cities where we've seen, you know, cars go into the center of an intersection that's isolated and just start doing donuts. I mean, uh, does this surprise you in any way that, my goodness, people think that in some cases it's a free-for-all? Yeah, I, I did see that incident. Uh, that was in, in Toronto, I think you're referring to. Yeah. We had our own incident out in the East End uh, with the exact uh, exact same type of thing where the uh, gentleman was baiting the officers to uh, get into a pursuit and he was doing donuts around the, the officers. You know, the optics of, of that when it went out on social wow. media isn't great. Uh, but we did end up, uh, you know, we, we waited our time and we ended up uh, arresting him and charging with the dangerous driving. That's incredible when you think about it. Uh, so what should the public do, Dave, if they witness something like this, are concerned? Is this something you dial 911 for? Is this something you just call the, the, the line, the basic phone line for the police for? How do you, what should the, what should the public do about this? Well, we do have our aggressive uh, driver hotline where you can call in, and that number is 905-546-1768, or you can email us at aggressive driver at hamiltonpolice.on.ca, um, and you can state your uh, complaint. Uh, most of the time, um, 
the incidents already occurred. Uh, if you do get a plate, we will follow up uh, on that. Uh, but again, we, we have gotten a lot of uh, information through social media and through the different venues within the police service, and we are uh, tracking that, and uh, I do make sure that that information gets uh, pushed out to the uh, three different divisions so that they can follow up on these uh, complaint areas. Uh, as COVID-19, you know, obviously we're, we're into week eight, uh, week eight right now, um, how has this affected the Hamilton Police Service? I mean, are you seeing a reduction in calls or what you're seeing a reduction in, you're seeing a, a rise in other areas, or has it been pretty quiet through this? No, the calls for service are generally uh, the same. And in fact, um, I do believe we did, uh, not only are we responding to the same uh, calls uh, for service uh, as usual, but then we have the extra uh, type of pandemic calls on top of that where people are uh, calling in, you know, reporting that some people should be self-isolating. And so mm-hmm. it, it has created, uh, you know, a different way we do uh, business here, but uh, we still continue to go to the same volume of calls as we did prior to the pandemic. How difficult is it for frontline officers during this? I mean, you know, uh, are they concerned about who they may be approaching and how they approach people differently in this t- in this new time? Absolutely. I mean, we've educated, uh, the service has done a great job educating all of us uh, on the front line and throughout the service on, uh, you know, wearing the proper protective equipment. Um, this, uh, you know, even relating to traffic, how to do a traffic stop that uh, is, is safe um, and, you know, asking the COVID type questions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always concern, um, but again, uh, our job is essential service, and we have to be out there and continue doing the job that we do uh, so that we don't have a lawless society. So, Dave, what's the message as we head into another weekend from the Hamilton Police Service? Slow down. <laughs> again, it's, uh, <laughs> it's about public safety, and, and uh, yeah, it looks like this weekend, it sounds like some things are, are opening up, so we expect uh, more traffic on the road, so that may help us in slowing traffic down but again we uh, we want the public to slow down we want everybody to be safe and we need uh, their help in doing that all right as you may have noticed with a lot of open road comes more speeders as a result project recalibrate in hamilton as they try to get a handle on this staff sergeant dave pigeon has been with us hamilton police service dave thanks so much for the time much appreciated and please pass along to the uh, rank and file how much uh, we support what they're doing and appreciate the help you be safe Thank you, Scott. You be safe, too. Bye now. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.